Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Only One Call Away. Today we're going to be getting very vulnerable about our past relationships and what we've learned along the way. So let's just jump right into it. Sam, tell us about the worst heartbreak you've ever experienced. So I have two different situations I can speak on. Mm -hmm. So I would say, I don't know if I've been in like a heartbreak heartbreak, but what kind of destroyed me mm-hmm. <laughs> was when I first lost my virginity. Mm. Because it was more so like, it was a very public, quote unquote, relationship. And then when it happened, I thought that everyone knew and I was in high school as well. Mm. So um, he was a senior, I was a sophomore. Damn, I'm exposing the fuck out of myself. He was very public with like with our relationship or whatever and then when when everything happened it was just like no more. I remember crying in my French class and like my teacher telling me like stop not stop necessarily but like it's fine like you're gonna move on or whatever but i was looking at him and i was like you don't know what happened you know wait did, wait he didn't know at all what happened he just saw you crying and then he was comforting you or he had yeah, heard he, no he knew that we broke up but mm-hmm. i in my mind i thought everybody knew I thought everybody knew and then I even I would say like two years later I even talked to one of his friends and his friend was like oh I didn't know that and I was like oh shit Mm -hmm. like it really shows like in your mind just because you know something doesn't mean that everyone else knows you know and um so it was very heartbreaking for me because granted it was my virginity you feel me and I had the mindset like if I give him this there's no way he could leave me because that's fucked Mm -hmm. up granted he did and he took I don't want to say he took it but you know we did it and we broke up and he got back with his girlfriend who he was with for a couple of years and I was planning to go to prom with him she ended up going to prom with him and I would see like all over Facebook and Twitter. Meanwhile, he was still doing weird shit like hacking my Facebook and putting Facebook statuses, you know. That's weird. And and like he even posted like a T Pain song, whatever. I'm <laughs> sprung. And then my friend commented and was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Ew." But anyway, so I would, I can honestly say that that took me about four years to fully get over wow because i was like well into college before i could finally like i stopped dreaming about the situation i stopped blaming myself i stopped victimizing myself granted there was a like there was a lot more fucked up shit that happened you know like um he would even like make comments about my skin color and like just a whole bunch of like weird ass shit so so from that on from then on prior to that whole situation happening prior to that whole situation happening i was like smiling around school you know whatever whatever 
after that happened it turned me very very cold like my smile disappeared I think it really ripped away my teenage innocence you know like Mm -hmm. um and I started like I dealt with that you know like you said on an earlier episode you would play sad songs because you were sad yeah and I wouldn't so I would listen to gangster rap I would listen to ice cube I would listen to hit him up like I (laughs) would channel my pain and my sadness into rage and that was one of the reasons why I could never listen to like um or I couldn't listen to R&B or love songs for a while because it just hurt too much you know um and of course like when you're younger you think that losing your virginity is going to be this fucking magical moment for it to happen like that it's like damn and you hear about girls that you know where they go through that and you're like oh not me though like i'm Mm. i'm smarter and like they're gonna know not to do that with me and then boom but yeah so that was my first situation that really shaped me as a person and i would say the second situation i wouldn't consider it a heartbreak necessarily but it broke my spirit (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was just an incredibly toxic situation like i was probably 19 and he was um he was like mid to late 20s and he was trying to get his feet on on the ground i think i've talked about this but he was trying to get his feet on the ground and he couldn't so he would take his anger on me emotionally and like in a very controlling aspect like where you at who you with why aren't you here like i was off at 10 why aren't you here yet and um all of that stuff so i dealt with that for like six months and i remember being in the car with my homegirl and he was like where are you like blah 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 blah. you probably fucking with someone whatever and he's in the music industry so he's like damn i think i mentioned this too i don't know if i made it in the cut but i'm gonna just say it again um but he was like i could be fucking with hella bad bitches but i don't want them like i want you blah blah blah. and i was so what is he trying to say you're not a bad bitch the fuck and no no but i took it as like i'm choosing you you yeah like Like, i don't mm -hmm. like you should you should be happy that i'm choosing you because my decision and who i choose is very important yeah like i could have them but i don't want them because like I, I want you or whatever and so you know the insecure girl i was clung on to that and was like yo that's the reassurance that i've been dying for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like that's like really what went through my mind and i remember like looking at my homegirl's face and she wanted to like grab that phone from me and just like cuss him out or whatever but i was like please just take me over there (laughs) like just take me because when you're in that mindset you just want to console them you want to make them feel better because that's when your worth is external like you don't see it inside yourself so you're like let me fucking take care of this situation because he's the one that's like a cult meeting my needs or you know has the ability to or whatever so yeah that was a that was a crazy situation 
um I think both those situations were very like relatable. I think a lot of women have gone through similar situations. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I think especially um like the virginity thing cuz I think this could be universal, but the way I was taught was like once men get that, like once they take your virginity, then they won't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like you lose value. And, of course, as a teenager, you don't want to believe that, but it is in the back of your mind because that is what you were taught. And for it to, it is not true that you lost your worth once you lost your virginity to him, but for it to be, like, almost like proof for you as a teenager. Yeah, like like it came to fruition. Yeah, like, damn, he really did leave me. It's like a slap in the face. Not to, you know what I mean, but I... No, yeah, it was literally, like... Like, you thought you were invincible, but you're fucking not. And it's like, you got played, and you look stupid as fuck, and now... And it's like, it's like I gave my power away, you know? But, um, yeah, it's very traumatic. It was, I could honestly say that it was a very um, traumatic experience, but now it's kind of like, that just shows who they are more than who I am, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So... But you're able to see that now, and that's good. Because exactly. then that's okay. where you take your. That's when you take your power back. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you? What are your stories? I also have two, and they are kind of different. My first one happened in high school as well. Um, I was in a very long relationship at a very young age, and it was like from my freshman year to like the beginning of senior year so it was very like basically the whole high school oh shit i was with this person and i can say that looking back on it now is very toxic and way too much for the both of us at that age like we were really trying to do like we were really trying to be grown you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and we didn't know shit about it's like y'all were trying to Y'all were trying to play house. We were trying to, yeah. Like, you know, planning um, our future when we didn't even really know ourselves, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of, like, toxic things to him and vice versa. And I think um, towards the end, it was, like, slowly dying. So <laughs> that's what made it hurt even more. Because it was like we were going through a breakup while being together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say the reason why we broke up Because that's between me and him And it'll always be between us in the past I definitely had one of those moments where I ended it in a way where I didn't really want it to end I kind of wanted him to fight for me mm-hmm. Like you left the door open a little When it was When he didn't fight for me, Sam <laughs> Like, I felt like my world was falling apart. I never felt that type of pain in my life. Like, I didn't I didn't know that heartbreak... I heard about it in songs and stuff and movies and shit. And I've seen, like, my parents go through it. But, like, to feel it myself, it literally feels like your heart is being ripped out of your chest. It's that dramatic. It's, it's literally that physical sensation, it's too. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, it feels like you're losing everything. And then, you know, at that age, I did feel like I was losing everything because I kind of made him the center of mm-hmm. my world. Like, I didn't know myself because I, I, I was in this relationship for so long that 
that was my only focus so it was like once that was taken away from me I kind of was just like okay now what mm-hmm. um, and then just having to see him around constantly while I was trying to heal was very painful as well especially because people show their pain differently like me I'm the type of person where I'll try to hide it but I'm not that very good at it <laughs> yeah you know I what I mean you. like I wish I had a poker face and I could just act like yeah. I didn't care but it definitely showed and I don't it wasn't the same on his end it definitely looked like he was okay which um just made it worse overall um yeah because it's kind of like damn I didn't mean shit to you yeah that's not what it is at all Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's never that yeah I feel like sometimes we tell ourselves that because we think that'll help us move on oh yeah Mm -hmm. it in reality it doesn't you know or you know it might work for different people but you can't use or you shouldn't use something negative like that to move forward it's like we both felt a way about each other and let's not doubt that let's just try to move forward Mm -hmm. and I definitely had my friends telling me like girl like let it go and I'm looking at them like yeah I don't even know what this feels like and I'm experiencing it alone with like little to no advice on how to get over it but I got through it you know (laughs) um right you figured it out I did and it did take me a very long time though because there was a moment there was a moment where like my focus was like I need to get him back because I cannot like live with this pain that I'm feeling right now you know um and I thought that getting back with him would would ease that pain when really Mm -hmm. we we, it wasn't right for us to even get back together it was just my mind like Mm -hmm. okay that's gonna stop the pain just us getting back to normal going back to how it was even though like it wasn't going good but um it's it's better than this feeling right now mm-hmm. um but i didn't know that it would be temporary and um yeah it was temporary <laughs> yeah. and i have definitely healed from that and i learned a lot from that relationship so i am grateful that i went through that I feel like especially being so young and even currently we try to solve these deep fucking issues with band-aids you know like okay we broke up because i kind of don't like you as a person but i miss you here so you want to come back and it's mm-hmm. like we continuously have to learn the hard way even after um the first situation that i spoke about i was still like quote unquote accidentally texting him um but it's just because i was just seeking validation and all of that shit because it really makes you feel inadequate you know like why why am i not good enough for you like why am i not enough like these are such these are questions that i have in my mind already and you're just validating them but that is really a you issue like that's a me issue that no one else can fix but you right okay what was your second one (laughs) my second one my second one was my most recent one before like the relationship that I'm in right now I think um, you told me about it but tell the people um 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 I was in <laughs> a it was it was a thing that I don't <laughs> like at this point I don't even know what to define it as cause like right. now that I'm in this new thing I know that that thing wasn't what I thought it was 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a situation where most of the time it felt one-sided. This person put me down a lot and um, made me question myself. But then they also kind of, I had those moments where them where I felt on top of the world. But not really. It's because they were giving me so little that when I did get that little pinch of like attention, I felt like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It was like a, mm-hmm. like a high. Your standards were low. They was low to the flow. Um, I feel a bit. But the reason why it was like, it, it's kind of like the best heartbreak slash the worst heartbreak because it was the first that I chose to leave because mm. I genuinely wanted to. But it was the worst heartbreak because it hurt a lot to choose myself instead of allowing, you know, the same patterns. It was that that mm-hmm. breakup that let me um, break the cycle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was a lot of my old self fighting with my new self. Like the old self, no, text him. Like, what are you doing? Like, that was the wrong decision. Then the new self, no, like, I deserve more. I am worthy of more. You know, it was the transition into the healing journey for me. Wow, that's awesome. So it was painful, but very good for me at the same time. And what what made you like choose yourself i i had this conversation with a family member and we were drunk so you know when you're drunk you be just spilling your heart out sometimes (laughs) um we had this long conversation and we were both drunk and basically she just spoke to me in a way where it was like kind of like i needed to hear this like she needed to tell me what i already knew but i needed to hear it from someone else yeah so it could literally like unlock and you're because yeah. we like we we realize stuff or like we recognize things but we let it pass we let it pass but the more it gets like brought to our attention or someone tells us it's like oh shit like i actually have to take action on it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that now they're starting to see it now it's mm-hmm. just not in my mind it's like people are seeing it yeah so it's real like it's not me it's like doubting you get a myself. second opinion yeah mm-hmm. and that really inspired me to walk away um one thing they did say was like when you start respecting yourself and you start loving yourself then that's when people are gonna see the real you and like that when they told me that that changed me you know i still like say that to myself whenever I'm falling Mm -hmm. off but that really inspired me wow that's beautiful and it really is true like but you know what I would what's there for you I would say the majority of us have to go through that like we have to navigate all of the externals before getting fed up and being like hold up like I can provide all of the stuff that I'm looking for for myself. Mm-hmm. All of it is inside of you. All of the answers. And all of like the extra shit is like, I don't need that, you know? Like, why do we need dick if it's not gonna <laughs> fucking take me on a date? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that literally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was so good. 
I hope it sounds as interesting as it was. Live. I know, because that shit was a whole <laughs> therapy session. Right. Okay. Um. So we went over. How did you overcome it? Okay. So have you noticed any cycles that you'd go through when you would talk to a guy or a person? Um... I can tell you my cycles. Yeah, because I'm I'm still thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I was when I was struggling, um, <laughs> I was very I was very insecure, but I knew I was cute. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And so it's like I would jump from one situation to the next to the next. I was using rebounds mm-hmm. like no other I did not take I did not take any breaks you know I was just trying to fill a void so I guess that's like one of the toxic cycles and in those situations like I always wanted a relationship but I could never say that I probably like I wasn't able to say that until this year and actually like not feel weird about it you feel me so i would low-key want a relationship but since i knew that guys probably weren't going to give that to me i would just settle for a friends with benefits um and granted it's like you know i would say in a majority of the situations that i was in it's like sex was the glue that's all we had yeah and then it's like okay well after like what are we gonna do talk about our families it's like you know i already gave this i already gave this to you so it's like and this is gonna sound fucked up but like there's like no incentive to to know more you know at least in like the situations that i was in um and then it's like so that would make me hypersexual and that would make me always want to do it because that was the only reassurance and validation that I was getting damn mm. I I definitely did that too I think that mm-hmm. was one of my cycles too and another thing like when you said that you wouldn't admit to yourself that you wanted a relationship I remember like there was a point where I would only attract people that didn't want a relationship. So I started to think that everyone didn't want a relationship. So there was something mm-hmm. wrong with me for even, like, wanting that. Because that wasn't really a thing right now. Especially because we're young. So, like, why settle? You know, exactly. Like, s- or why like, get committed so early? Mm-hmm, why get committed? And, like, um, it's ironic because <laughs> we would have this negative connotation with like settling like getting into a relationship but really we were settling for something that we didn't mm-hmm. even fucking want or deserve mm-hmm. exactly it's like we we still settled you feel me we and still like, settle a different way but it's right like that's something like and i literally have been thinking about that too because i always talk about how i'm not gonna settle for a relationship with the person that i don't want to be with yada 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 Mm -hmm. but i'd be settling for these other motherfucking situations Mm -hmm. where i deserve way more but i honestly think that it was a defense mechanism for me because if this is all it is and we don't get deep 
then you can't hurt me that bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Granted, I would still get hurt. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, I think what scared me was like hearing stories of people that would have to overcome heartbreak. That's honestly one of the top fears. I think that beats my fear of public speaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dealing with a heartbreak like that is definitely one of my biggest fears. Okay, what other, what other, what other cycles have we? Um, I don't think it's like a cycle, but something that I've noticed that I've struggled with when it comes to like relationships, sometimes, is um, just trusting someone like with everything though like with your vulnerability with um intimacy all that shit just with even like are you texting someone are you liking someone's mm-hmm. picture that you shouldn't be mm-hmm. liking mm-hmm. like what's going on in the dms huh mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where that comes from though i mean i had a situation that i talked about before and i don't remember which episode but i spilled the tea on that something happened to me where i got played um yes i remember that i mean that i guess trauma also like ignites that fear i mean ignites like the struggle with trust but also just like being taught that men will be men or don't Mm -hmm. trust anyone because you know if a girl throws himself at him then he's gonna take it he's gonna take it yeah and there's nothing you can do about that but that's so not true either but but like i wasn't taught that even if that happens that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the type of person that he is it was Mm -hmm. always taught to me that it would be like your fault that that happened Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like there's something wrong with you yeah like you weren't because you weren't doing it right or you know right yeah yeah that's crazy and that like ties into shame and stuff too that Mm -hmm. we would feel no i definitely like i can definitely (laughs) god i'm exposing myself (laughs) like when i was in my dating app days where i was like swiping for hours and hours when i would match with someone and now like let's say we're about to go on a date or something a couple of days before or when I get their Instagram, I would look through their followers mm-hmm. or who they're, mm-hmm. or or who they're the following. Likes. You get, you end up on their mama's page. You see a picture of them when they were seven. You find out who their right. aunts and uncles are. It's a whole thing. <laughs> you freaking find their ex. You have her in the Yo, recent okay. searches. <laughs> Yo, Melanie is passionate because she just hijacked. <laughs> but. <laughs> you gotta look at the tag photos, everything. Yes, I love looking at the tag photos. But yeah, like because I need me, to see what you really look like. The tag photos be it. Like, take her microphone away, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would look at like who they're following because, granted, if they're on a dating app, then I would think that you know he's looking for some. So I would mm-hmm. look at who they're following, and if a lot of them would be following like thousands or hundreds of women and i'm like ew you're mad thirsty mm-hmm. but that's just that's me personally because i have a homegirl who's like i don't care like 
he could be following a thousand bitches no offense guys he could be following <laughs> a thousand women or he couldn't be like if he wants to go out and do something dirty like he will you know yeah that's but, what i was just saying yeah yeah but i still be looking i gotta know okay are there any other cycles um, i think um, that um. was good Oh, yeah, I was going to say something else. I got else. one, too. I got one. Um, wait, let me say, like, um, this kind of relates to, like, the trust thing that I just said before, but, um, or kind of does, I don't know. Uh, sometimes I'll struggle with, like, allowing someone to see my flaws or, like, the my wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. Your um, faults. Uh-huh. Because I think I struggle with like, damn, like I if I fuck up, like I can't control their perception of me right now. Like they're seeing me a certain way and like I'm scared. And then it could tie back to like abandonment issues because I'll be like, damn, they're gonna fucking leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because like I didn't fucking buy the milk for the cereal or something. Like <laughs> Right. Right. You know what I mean? Um Yeah. I I I totally know what you mean and I think that stems from like one like you said caring about people's perception and so you want to maintain like a perfect image and whatever but that's not staying true to you right like yourself or like your humanness at all Mm -hmm. and I have that problem too bitch Mm -hmm. trust me (laughs) I don't know how to get over it though I don't know I think it's because sometimes when someone fucks up, I be looking at them different. So I know that they'll look at me different. And sometimes you can't shake that, that perception of someone. Like, once they fuck up, it's like, damn, like, you can't really look at them the same. But that could just be a flaw within myself. Like, yeah, I can't get over something or I can't, like you said, see the humanness in them. Like, not everybody's perfect. Could go back to projecting. It's it's really deep, Mm -hmm. but... It is deep. And it's like we judge... We judge ourselves so hard, so we project that onto others, especially, like, our partners and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, like, okay, let's say I'm very cautious about keeping my clothes up off the floor because I don't want him to perceive me a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when he leaves his shit on the floor, I get extra mad because it's like, damn, so you don't care about how I perceive you? Mm-hmm or something you know (sighs) but yeah i but i do want to say like i am working towards being more comfortable with being my authentic self my my good and my bad um so it isn't something that i'm just sitting on like we have struggles but we're me and sam we're both actively working on those things even if it's taking us a long time even if it's baby steps it's still progress and i think that we deserve to give ourselves credit for that yeah because we deserve it bitch. even like the self-awareness like us even saying this shit exactly exactly um so my the last cycle that i want to mention is that like <laughs> so when i would jump from situation to situation i remember i was talking to this boy at the pool and um i was like oh my god i got ghosted men ain't shit blah 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 wait i think i heard this story before yeah you have (laughs) and um 
and he was like well it can't be all their faults like what have you done like why do you keep attracting them and i was like i understand what you're saying and that would apply to someone else but for me i'm amazing <laughs> and like 14 of them gonna act the same way as them you know and i was so i was so adamant about it and a part of me still feels that way if i'm being completely honest um because they'd be really having me fucked up but i think it all comes down to the fact that i have insecurity to overcome and i really have to sit with myself and think like am i truly emotionally available Mm. am i mentally available like am i willing to be fearless and open up myself to pursue a genuine relationship like i think i want you know and those are the questions that i'm still thinking about today i think i did the same thing when i was trying to understand why i kept attracting men that didn't want a relationship and i think i talked to you about it before i was like what if like i have commitment issues like and it doesn't even Mm -hmm. have to be about like relationships it could just be like i told myself i was gonna start going to the gym and i haven't gone in a month like that's a commitment issue girl yes yes, everything ties together it doesn't have to be like strictly about relationships yo yes and honestly i have a fear of commitment with a lot of things in my life like my job Mm -hmm. my like the tattoos i want i'm like yo what if i change my mind you know um even with the way that i put my room like do i really want my desk here but i think that ties back into like trusting yourself too and realizing like the number of things that you're thinking about you can change you feel me like you can start a job and if you don't like it if it's exhausting you and you need to move on you can find another job yeah okay okay sorry last question what is something you need to heal from in order to be happy in your current relationships i don't know (laughs) um i know um, but it's very deep. It's very, it's very I don't even vulnerable. Think, I don't even think that question like has a definite answer. I have a like I have a que- answer though, Sam. Like okay. I do, I do know like something that I have to heal from that does affect like my relationships with people in general, um, and that is my abandonment issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I notice it like whenever I do get into like argument with someone that I really care about or that I have some sort of relationship with I start to feel like like they're gonna leave even if it's a small argument mm-hmm. I just have this fear that they're gonna leave and I am trying to work through it but it does stem from like my childhood so it's a lot deeper than just like a small bullshit answer but that is something that i do have to heal from and it's crazy because 
like you have to realize too like for when you were younger it's like it wasn't your fault you know like yeah even in the present like people make their own decisions and that's something that's really not in your control mm-hmm. for sure but it's a lot easier said than, than it's easy to identify but <laughs> yeah when you're to, going through it it's a different story right to implement it's like shut up mm-hmm. oh god do you have anything that you feel like you need to heal from in order to have successful relationships I think how do I say this without sounding mad thirsty <laughs> I think I want a relationship and a partner so bad right now that it's not aligning in my life like I truly need to be happy on my own and stop searching and stop searching for it because I'm just pushing it away and it's revealing how much more I need to heal you know I just feel so lonely. <laughs> it do be lonely, especially at night. Mm-hmm. Hit you at night, huh? <laughs> yeah, I even put the pillow behind me, like, oh god, just cuddle. But, I mean, that's just learning to be comfortable in your own company. And grant, but granted, it's it's natural human desire exactly. to want someone that's like true it's too. completely natural and i'm grown now where it's like i don't want someone to fill a void like i'm beyond that i literally with like a partner to fucking watch netflix with or go chill with where you know it's a vibe and yeah i don't know i think i need to to want it less and then and then I'll come but we'll see what happens and I think I really have some like inner child healing to do and healing in general I think I just need to heal a fucking lot more before mm-hmm. and we're always going to be healing so it's not like you're going to be finished Unfortunately, <laughs> like we still gotta keep going. Um, oh no! But yeah, okay, I think we're good. All right, guys. So this episode is coming to an end. We hope that you enjoyed getting to know Melanie and I a little bit more on a deeper level. Please let us know if you have any stories you'd want to share in our Instagram. Thank you for listening to another episode of Only One Call Away. Feel free to share with a friend and tag us on Instagram at Only One Call Away with two Y's at the end. Please leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.